going to talk to you here tonight about gifts from God. Christmas is the time of the year that we give and receive gifts. But the greatest gifts come from God. And I want to talk to you about some of these gifts. I'll not even begin to touch all the gifts of God that he gives us. But I want to talk to you about some in here. And we're going to read here from James chapter 1, verse 17, which is the verse that we have there under number 1. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. In other words, God does not change. He doesn't turn one way or the other. He is straightforward about everything. He never changes. If every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. Praise the Lord. So I want to talk to you about these gifts today, and I want to get right into our subject here. I'm going to go to number two here. God is the giver. God's gift of a Savior to the world. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to start out with a very familiar scripture. I know some of these scriptures are not... They're, uh, they're not new to you, and they're old hat, if we may call it that. But 316, God, for God so loved the world, look at this very closely. For God so loved the world that he gave. And that's, you could stop right there and go no further. God so loved the world that he gave. And this is how God loved the world so much that he gave. He was the giver of whatever he gave and everything. But this one speaks specifically. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Praise the Lord. So I want to point out first of all here that the Lord has given us his gift of a Savior to us. Everyone of Jesus Christ has come as our Savior. You won't find it in nobody else. You won't find it in Confucius. You won't find it in uh, Mahavira. You won't find it in, in uh, who, uh, 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 all these Eastern religions. You won't find it in any of those. But the Lord, praise the Lord himself, Jesus Christ, is the Savior and the gift of God that we might be saved. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm going to go here to also to Matthew 121. Look at this one. This is one that we read not long ago to you, one of our previous lessons a couple of weeks ago. On the birth of Christ, uh, I'm sorry, in uh, Matthew 121, Matthew 121, and she shall bring forth, speaking of Jesus, this is the angel talking to Joseph, talking about Mary having, giving birth, she shall bring forth a son, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So I'm pointing out to you here that Jesus was God's gift to the world as a Savior. Amen. Praise the Lord. I know that's so self, so very uh, elementary, but I want you to stay with me here on this because his greatest gift to mankind is that he's given to us a Savior. Amen. Nobody has to be lost, folks. Nobody has to be lost because the Lord has given us a Savior. Praise the Lord. Uh, with that, I'm going to also go to Luke chapter 2 and verse 11, Luke 2 and 11. 
This is another scripture that we read here not long ago. I'm going to look at this very closely here. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. This is when the angel came and appeared to the shepherds in the field and told them to, this is what's happening, go to where the manger is and you'll see, the, you'll see Jesus the Christ child. He says here in verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, a Savior. So Jesus Christ here is committed that he would be a Savior to the world, and it was to all people. Now, I'm going to back up to that 10th verse, verse 10, uh, that it, it is for all people. And this is, this is the important part of it here. I'm come back to Luke 2.11 in a minute. I just read 2.11, but look at 2.10 here. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Now notice that. This was when Jesus was born, and the Lord announced that the Savior had come to the world. It was a Savior for the whole world. You understand what I'm saying here? Praise the Lord. And so it would be to all people. I'm jumping down here also in Luke chapter 2 and verse 30. Luke 2 and 30. This is the 30 through 32 verses here. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. This was the statement that Simon made. We brought this out a couple of weeks ago. This was the statement that Simon made whenever they took Jesus to the temple to have him dedicated to the Lord as being the oldest child and so forth. You know the story there. I won't go into details on that, but a man by the name of Simon that the Lord had promised would not taste death until he had seen the Savior. And the Lord says, you'll not die until you have seen the Savior. And so whenever Jesus came in, he knew in the Holy Ghost that this was the Savior. So he began to prophesy and talk about him. And then finally in verse 30, For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Again, I'm emphasizing here the word all people. This is the same thing that the angel said to those shepherds in the field. Good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. So here in this 31st verse, that word all people is repeated again, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Verse 32, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. In other words, this meant that when Jesus came, it was not just for Israel. It was not just for Israel, but it was to be for all people because God knew that ultimately that the Savior of the world would be unto the whole world. Praise the Lord. So the whole world, praise the Lord, was given a Savior through Jesus Christ, the Lord. Amen. Now, <clears throat> I want to move on here. Uh, sending gifts home to loved ones. This is some of the things that happened in Jesus' ministry. And I'm going to point out a few things to you here because the Lord, when he came to this world, gave many gifts to individuals, many gifts. And folks, they were gifts that kept on giving. How many of you have heard that statement? A gift that keeps on giving. It was a gift that kept on giving. Praise the Lord. Uh, if I can use a personal example here, 
when I was uh, a young man, I was 20 years old, and I, had, I was spending my second Christmas away from home, which home was in Miami. And uh, I was spending my second Christmas away from home, St. Paul, Minnesota, where I was going to Bible school. This was my last year in school. And uh, I had made the decision not to try to drive, spend half a week going to Miami and half a week driving back. We always drove back and forth and then have just one week home. So I'd stay up there and have, you know, two weeks. And uh, <clears throat> so while I was in St. Paul that particular Christmas, there was a one of the students who was married asked me, said, Brother Myers, would you like to go home with us to, for Christmas? And I said, where is home? And he said, Winnipeg, Canada. Winnipeg, Canada. Now, Winnipeg is about 100 miles north of, of Duluth, Minnesota. I mean, we, you're up in the Canada, and it's the central part of the country, and it is cold, cold, cold. He said, would you like to go home with us for Christmas? My wife and I both would like you to go with us and meet our family. I said, I'd be delighted to. I would. I would, you know. And so uh, let me just say this. These people in Minnesota, folks, they know how to keep warm. They dress for it. They protect themselves. They keep themselves. They build their houses for it. When I went up there from being living in Florida where you hold around a fire and got, you know, next to a fire if it got a little cold or something, up there, man, they were they had it already ready to go when cold weather came. And Canada was even more so that way. So I went to uh, Winnipeg, Canada with this very fine couple here. And I never will, <laughs> never will forget pulling into the garage of the house where we'd be staying there. And some relatives had nice homes there. And uh, they were not uh, spendthrifts. They were very frugal people, but nice homes. And I never will forget seeing a deer laying over in the garage over against the wall. A full-grown deer with antlers. His back was to us, and I looked, I said, is that a deer over there? Or is that a mummy or what? No, that's a deer. He said it was killed back in October. We gutted it out, and we leave it out here till spring, and then when warm weather comes, we'll dress it out. It was in the deep freeze. Sitting, laying over there in the garage, it was in the deep freeze in Canada. I said, oh, okay, I, I understand. And uh, so anyhow, I went on there, and I, I spent time up there with those people. They treated me so very kindly, very nice. I had a very great time with them. After the Christmas holidays, and there was some time afterwards until the first of the year, we would be going back to school back in St. Paul. We went shopping, and we went all around shopping there. And, uh, you know, I'd pick up things, look at it, and lay it down, pick this up, look at everything. And I noticed that nobody was doing that. They'd all stand with their hands behind their backs and they would look like this. And they would touch. If they wanted to look at something very close, they would call for one of the people that worked in there. I'd like to look at this. And then they would come and pick it up and hand it to them. And then they would pick it up and show it up and they'd stand there. They said to me, they know you're an American in here because of the way you're shopping. Because you're just picking up things, laying them down. Well, that's what we do in America. You know, I didn't, I hadn't paid any attention. But my story goes to this. I looked up on the wall in a store where I had gone where there were some men's jackets and things. And I looked on the, on the, on a rack there and I saw the most beautiful Buffalo Bill skin jacket. It was a, 
Wild Bill somebody, whatever, whoever it was, Wild Bill Elliott or whoever, Kickoff. It was a buffalo skin, you know, it had the tassels on the sleeve like this. It was sort of a light beige. It, was, it wasn't the shiny, polished brown leather. It was more of a beige natural color. The tassels hanging on the arms like this and across the chest here and across the back, in the back, across the back. Oh, my goodness, I saw that jacket. I said, oh, my goodness, That's, I've got to have that. I've got to have it. And so I got there and I tried on one and man, I found one that just fit me just perfect. And I began to talk to the guy, you know, and I said, can I get this for such a price? He said, yeah, yeah. And everybody was standing around watching me shop, you know, because I was just going at it, you know, just trying on, trying on. And I found, I said, man, I got to have this jacket. It's just, you know, Buffalo Bill looking stuff, you know. And I looked over on another rack and I saw the same jacket in a smaller size and I said how much is this jacket he told me I said how much is that jacket he said same price folks I looked at that jacket I took the jacket off that I had and hung it up and I went over and got the smaller size jacket because I had a younger brother back home that I knew that if he ever received a jacket like this, it would be, he would just love it. He would love it. My brother Gene, and he was about 12 years old. I was about 20 at this time. He's about 12. And I bought that jacket instead of the one for myself. I bought it for him, packaged it all up, mailed it to him, and said, this is a little late for Christmas, but this is my Christmas gift to you. Folks, he was so happy with that jacket. He wore that jacket till he outgrew it. And then he handed it down to my sister, who was a year and a half younger than him. And she wore it for a couple of years. She loved it as well. And she wore that jacket. And then whenever she got too big to wear it, it was handed to a nephew in the family. He wore it for a while. It was handed to another. Later on, my sister that had been handed to him from my brother to my sister, her oldest son wore the jacket when he was got that big. That Tom Bush, he now pastors in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. He wore, I'm just trying to say for years, that jacket was handed down until some of the tassels were gone, but they still wore them until it got where like, you know, they just wore it out. Now, what are you trying to say, Brother Myers? I'm trying to say it was a gift that lasted. But that's nothing compared to what Jesus gives and how that his gifts last. They're so long. Now, stay with me. Praise the Lord. I want you to go with me to Mark 5.18. Mark 5.18. I'm not going to read a bunch of scripture here because uh, this is not what I want to do. Look at chapter 5 of Mark. Let me tell you what happened here. Jesus went across the Sea of Galilee in a boat with his with with a ship there with his disciples. He came to a place called the Gadder, called Gadaria. And Gadaria had a cemetery, and in that cemetery was a wild man. He was crazy. Just as wild, full of the devils. Not devil, but devils. And that man was wild. He'd run through the graveyard, scream, yell, carry on just do all kinds of crazy things because the devils had him possessed 
Everybody stayed away from him. And Jesus went there. And he came down out of the graveyard, down to the, down to the shoreline where Jesus' boat was. And he said to Jesus, have you come to torment me before my time? Jesus said, what's your name? He said, legions, because we are many. The devil was talking out of this man to Jesus. Jesus rebuked that them devils out of him and cast them into a herd of swine. Now, these Gadareans were grazing pork on the side. The Jews don't eat pork to this day. They don't. And back then, it was against the word of God for them to eat pork because the New Testament had not been ushered in yet. That is, we can eat anything now you want to. Eat all the ham and bacon you want to eat. It's all right. I can show you the word of God. I can show you more than one scripture in the word of God. But then, they were doing it on the black market, like on the side. They already had these herd of swine. These, these herd of swine... These, this devils all one of these herd of swines. The swines went mad, ran down a hill, fell over into the Mediterranean Sea, and all drowned. When the people from the city came out and they saw that all their swines were gone and that there was a, somebody like Jesus here that was performing miracles, they got scared and got nervous. And they said, you know, would you mind just leaving? Jesus healed that man. Here's what he said to him in the 18th verse. Now look at with me. This I'm in 518 of Mark. Mark 518. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him or asked him that he might be with him. Lord, you've come and saved me and cast all the devils out. I want to go with you. Look what Jesus said in the 19th verse. How be it? Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things that the Lord hath done for thee and, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him and all men did marvel. Now, what I'm saying to you here is that Jesus sent this Gadarean demoniac, which had been healed, the devil's cast out back home to his family. Can you imagine whenever his wife, his children, his brothers, his sisters, maybe even his mother and father that's still living, whoever they were, his cousins, seeing him come back in sound mind and telling about the joy of the Lord and the goodness of God, can you imagine the gift it was to them to have dad back home and their brother back home and their husband back home for the wife? You understand what I'm saying? So that was a lasting, a lasting gift. And it didn't just die that day. It was the next day and the next day, the next day. But they had a gift that stayed with them. Jesus gives gifts that stay with us. Praise the Lord. They're not just temporarily but they're a gift that comes and God gives them to us through him, through Jesus Christ, and they stay with us. Praise the Lord. Let me give you another example. I want you to go to Matthew 8, 20, 8, uh, 8, 2, uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 2, the cleansing of the leper. And uh, this is one that is very similar to that one. But here's what it says, <clears throat> verse 2, And behold, there came a leper... A leper was someone who had all this, uh, these spots and this, this skin disease. 
and it would cause your fingers to fall off. It would eat away at your fingers and your toes and your ears and parts of your face. And it was very highly contagious, leprosy was. And people who got it, they were saying, stay away from us, stay away from us. And they had a law that if you were a leper, you had to stay away. And you had to say, get from, get from around me. Don't be even near me. They'd say, leprosy, leprosy. And everybody say, no, 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 stay away from them. They have leprosy. You can get that. And then it will begin to happen to you and everything. And so the Lord had this man, praise the Lord, and he came and worshiped Jesus. And behold, there came a leper and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. He had faith in the Lord. And look what happened here. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean, be thou clean. Now, any time that a leper ever thought that he was cleansed from his leper, leprosy, he would always have to go to the priest and show himself to the priest, and the priest would look at him. This was the, the Jewish priest who offered sacrifices on the altar, at the brazen altar. He would have to show himself to the priest, and if the priest determined that he was cleaned and had been cleansed, then he, was, he could offer a sacrifice, then he was sent home to his family. So it always had to go through the priest first. So the Lord said to him, go show yourself to the priest. Uh, and, uh, and verse 4, Jesus said unto him, see thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And once the leper had done that, then he goes home to his family. And he walks up there and says, I've been cleansed of my leprosy. Jesus gave him a gift that he took home with him. And it was a gift that just kept on giving because his wife, his family, his children, his loved ones, they could say, our father has come home. Our, our loved one has come home. And he wasn't there just for one day and be gone, but he was there from then on. I'm just telling you that the gift that God gave was a lasting gift. Praise the Lord. And this is the kind of gifts that our God gives. He gives those kind of gifts that keep on lasting. Let me give you one more example. I can tell you about the ten lepers that came to Jesus and other places. There were several places that he healed lepers. But uh, let me move on into another one here real quickly here. And this is the one where he raised the widow's son back to life again. Look at this one. This is in Luke chapter 7 and verse 12. Luke chapter 7, verse 12. This is speaking of Jesus now. When he was come nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. Now think about this, her condition. The only son of a widow. She was a widow, had no husband. She had a son. And she, you know, they didn't have social security like we have today in, our, in America. They didn't have that. So your family took care of you, especially a widow woman, her family. And now her son, who had been taking care of her, had died. And she had no one, no one, nothing. I want you to look at the, the plight of this dear lady and look what it says here now. When he was coming out of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, 
and much people of the city was with her. They had a lot of sympathy. They could express their sympathy for her, not just because her son was gone, but how is she going to make it from here on through life? It was a compounded situation. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Folks, the Bible says over and over and over, it speaks about Jesus, and he had compassion upon them. He had compassion upon her. He had compassion upon him. Jesus was filled and touched with compassion over and over and over. He's still touched with compassion. He still can be touched, praise the Lord, by our infirmities. It says that. And I'm just telling you here today, whatever your need is, whatever your problems are, whatever you come, what comes your way, take them to Jesus, praise the Lord, talk to him, because Jesus has compassion, praise the Lord, and he can be touched by the, our infirmities, the Bible says in one place. And when the Lord, I'm reading verse 13 now, and when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. And she came, he came and touched the buyer, and they that bare him stood still. He went over there and touched the casket. And all those that was carrying the casket all of a sudden stopped. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. Folks, what a gift. I say unto thee, arise. And when he said it, because it's the word of God spoken, it had to happen. When Jesus says it, this has to happen. Praise the Lord. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. He says, I say unto thee, arise. Verse 15, and he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And don't you know she was full of joy and she had a gift, folks, that was to be with her for the rest of her life. A gift from God, a gift from Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you here today in such a simple way here that God's gifts just keep on giving. They are there and we have them on and on and on and on. When they come from God, they are so very great. And so very special, praise the Lord. There are many illustrations I could give you here tonight about how that Jesus did this for this group and that one for that one and that one for that one. Uh, the woman who had the issue of blood that touched the hem of his garment and healed her. That woman could go home, praise the Lord, live a normal life. She had been even afflicted by 12, but for 12 years by physicians who tried to give her all kinds of medications and all kinds of treatments and stuff, just made everything worse and terrible and bad. And she had a gift now that she could take home that would be for with her for the rest of her life. Because Jesus spoke the words. Blind Bartimaeus by the wayside. Praise the Lord. Amen. Cried out to Jesus. Jesus had him brought to him and said, What would you have me to do? And he said, That, thou may that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said, that's, you know, the, your, your sight's healed. And the, 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 the blind man was made whole and could see and went around rejoicing, shouting, everything. And people couldn't hardly believe what they'd seen. But he had his sight for the rest of his life. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus' gift just keeps on giving because he's that kind of a God. Now, I want to talk to you here. God's gifts to us. 
to us. Now stay with me on this because this is gifts that he gave then, then, but he gives gifts to us today. I want you to go to Ephesians 2.8. Ephesians 2.8. Praise the Lord. For by the grace, by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Grace is the gift of God. Grace. And Brother Byron, what are you talking about? What is grace? Grace is the unearned favor of God upon us. We've never earned it. We never had a right to it. God's grace, praise the Lord, is his saving power unto us. Calvary's blood that was shed and his suffering on the cross is applied to us. And we receive it by faith. Praise the Lord. It's applied by grace. It's received, praise the Lord, by faith. Faith, praise the Lord, must always be put in action. Faith must always be put in action. By faith, we believe. By faith, praise the Lord, we are baptized. We, we repent. By faith, we're baptized. By faith, we, we ask God for his spirit. Amen. So we've got to have the acts, the acts of, of, uh, of faith in our lives that we might receive what God has for us. You see, you can come to church and feel the presence of God just by sitting in back and then getting up walking out. But when you walk down here at this altar and you lift your hands and you begin to worship the Lord, whatever your need is, God's going to give it to you. If you ask sincerely from your heart, God will pour out his spirit and give you the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God will touch your heart and your life. If you need to be baptized, praise the Lord. That is an act of, of faith, act of faith. If you look over in the book of the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, it says that by faith, uh, Moses... Uh, left Egypt. By faith, they walked out of, they walked through the Red Sea. By faith, they did this, they did that. But everything was actions. By faith, they marched around the walls of Jericho. They didn't just sit over on the hillside one time, wait for the walls to fall. But they, by faith, Jesus said, walk, the Lord said, walk around the wall. By faith, they did it. So by faith, praise the Lord, these are acts, faith of, actions of faith in which we believe the Lord. So we act, we, we act upon it. And grace is his saving power. So we are saved by grace. It is the unearned favor of God upon us who have no right to his wonderful and wonderful and glorious presence and spirit. I was uh, coming home tonight. I've been down to the church here and I was driving back home and cloud was coming up and the sun was setting. And I came to a stoplight, and I looked back to my left, folks, and the most beautiful rainbow. Most beautiful rainbow. Now, many of you probably have seen around with this rain is coming. You may have seen the rainbow. I saw this. I thought, oh, that rainbow is so beautiful. I'm always awed by it. And then I saw a second rainbow way up higher, but much fainter. But it was the rainbow up there. And I said, God, you have given that rainbow as a token of your promise that you would never again cover the earth with water. And that rain, that rainbow promise, that crop covenant that you made with the human race and with everything that breathes air on the earth, you made that covenant and it's been in effect for thousands of years, folks. And that rainbow is still there. 
And I'll tell you something else. The earth has never been covered by water again. That, that covenant has been made there. I'm just trying to say God sticks with his word. And you can trust him in his word. And if his word says certain things, then we should obey them and live by them and go with them and praise the Lord. And the Lord will never fail us. So when the Bible says, for by grace ye are saved through faith, we're saved by his grace. Unearned favor of God. All we can say, Jesus, thank you, Lord, for coming my way. Thank you for touching me. And I don't know the history of each and every one of us, but I'm sure there are many of you that walked into a Pentecostal church and back of a church someplace and just sit down in the back and said, I'm just going to see what happens here, you know. And you sit down there and God begins to deal with you and touch you. That's the grace of God that's pulling at your heartstrings. The grace of God. And then we respond by faith. Faith is our actions that we take. It's that, okay, I'm going to repent of my sins and I'm going to be baptized and, and, and ask him for his spiritual voice. Now, let me move on here a little bit further. This is in Ephesians 2.8. Go to Titus 2.11. Titus 2.11. This is the next verse here. That we are the grace of God. Titus 2.11. I'm just giving you these to show you that there are so many scriptures here to support all that we say. Here's what it says in Titus 2.11. Praise the Lord. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. All men. Notice that. It's for all of us. It doesn't mean that it's just for certain people, but it's for everybody. The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. It's to all of us. Praise the Lord. So God, praise the Lord, will have all of us to be saved. I've given Bible studies on, you know, the fallacy of, of uh, individual predestination. That we're all, some of us are predestined to be saved, some of us are predestined not to be saved. That's, that's not true at all. I can, I can shoot that in the head. I got, a, uh, I got basketfuls of scriptures to give, to give you on that. But some of those scriptures, amen, says that the Lord came to this world and he came to the world for the whosoever will. Anybody can be saved that wants to be saved. That part is given to us. That's where our faith comes in. We, our response is our faith. Praise the Lord. So God bless all of you that are here. You're here because you have chosen to be here. And if you're saved, and I'm assuming that most of us are here tonight walking with God, it's because you've chosen to be saved. And if you're not Hey, don't put it off any longer. Get right with God. Get everything God's got for you because he's the giver of gifts. Hallelujah. Everybody say praise the Lord. Let me move on a little further here. Hallelujah. Look at Acts 2.38. The gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Now, some of you may not be familiar with this verse of Scripture. (laughs) No, this is one that's a foundation scripture, praise the Lord, and I'm very much aware of it. And Peter had just gotten through preaching to all of these people on the day of Pentecost when the disciples had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and were talking in tongues and was just praising and worshiping God and glorifying Him. And the crowds gathered outside. Crowds gathered outside. And verse 7, and when they did, Peter stood up and began to preach to all of them. When Peter preached, he represented all of the apostles, all of them. And when he had gotten through preaching down to verse 37, it says, Now they had heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles. Notice it was addressed to all of them. 
Men and brethren, what shall we do? Notice that. What shall we do? We got to do something now. We got to do something to make everything right, get right with God. Look at verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Notice that sins are remitted by baptism in his name. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. These people had just received it. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now, he's talking here about the gift. Everybody say with me, the gift. The gift of the Holy Ghost. And so, <clears throat> this is brought out here in, in Acts chapter 2. And all through the book of Acts, and I'm not going to go through this and read verse after verse after verse, because there's so many of them, where that they were baptized in Jesus' name and they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Acts chapter 10, for instance, Cornelius, the first Gentile, was there. Peter preached to him and his household. And while he was still preaching to them, the Bible says the Holy Ghost fell upon them and they began to speak in other tongues. Praise the Lord and talk to God and praise and worship God in speaking in tongues. It all happened there in that 19th chapter, verses of four, five, one through six, I believe it is. Verse six says they begin to speak in tongues. I'm just trying to tell you here that the Holy Ghost was poured out. And then Peter, when they got all through, Peter says, uh, can any man forbid water? Now it's time to be baptized. So he baptized them all in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. This is when the Holy Ghost was poured out and they're all speaking in other tongues, which is the evidence of the Holy Ghost. This, this, these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall speak with new tongues. This is over in the book of Marcus, 16th chapter. I won't get into all those things. I want to stay with my subject here on this, the gift of the, of the Holy Ghost itself. But the 19th chapter of the book of Acts, Paul went there, found these disciples of John the Baptist that all, you know, repented. They said that, he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They said, we haven't so much heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. We don't know anything about the Holy Ghost. And he said, well, you know, John said that he's going to baptize you with water, but that comes when I me, he'll baptize you with that gift of the Holy Ghost. And so then he laid hands on them, and they received the gift of the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. Ghost and Spirit, same word. Ghost is the old English word for spirit. They received the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Begin to speak with other tongues, the Bible says. All through the Bible, it talks about this. So when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Praise the Lord. You speak in other tongues. And this is the evidence of it. But that gift, folks, when it's put inside of you, there's nothing in the world like it. It gives you peace. It gives you joy. It gives you happiness. Praise the Lord. Like nothing in this world can. I know troubles can come our way, and they do come our way. You don't think having lived for God now myself for all these many years, uh, some 69 years, you don't think that I don't have haven't. I don't have some, uh, uh, I haven't gone through some trials and tests. You better believe I have. I have gone through some hard times and hard knocks. So have many of you. But God is faithful, praise the Lord. And that Holy Spirit, that gift of the Holy Ghost is God's gift to us. God's Spirit, His Spirit inside of us that gives us peace and joy and comfort and security 
And I can name all kinds of things that that gift inside of us does, but it's God's gift to us. Praise the Lord, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let me move on here a little bit further. The gift of his name. The gift of his name. Look at Isaiah 9, 6. I want to start with that one over in Isaiah. The gift that God gave us, praise the Lord, not only in the Holy Spirit, but he gave us the gift of his name. Look at Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born. This is a prophecy of the coming of Christ. Unto us a child is born. In other words, when the Messiah would come to the world, this is how he would come. This is how he would come. Another scripture talks about him being born in a manger. Prophesied about that in Micah. Verse, this is Isaiah 9, 6. <clears throat> For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name, look at this closely. His name should be called Wonderful. Oh, hallelujah. Don't you know that every one of those people that Jesus spoke to them and said, you're, you know, you're not blind anymore. You're not lame anymore. You're not deaf anymore. Uh, you don't have a withered hand anymore. Uh, whatever it was, don't you know, praise the Lord, that that name was wonderful? And when those disciples began to pray, they would always pray in the name of Jesus like they did on the, the temple, going into the temple, Peter and John. And they said, you know, honey, we don't have alms. We don't have alms, alms, alms. We don't have any alms. We don't have no money. But such as I have, give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ. The name. Praise the Lord. Rise up and walk in them. And they took him by the man's hand. For unto us the child is born, unto us son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name should be called Wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, which is to let us know that Jesus Christ absolutely was the mighty God. The everlasting Father, in case anybody else wants to know about that, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He's the Prince of Peace. He gives peace when nothing else can give. I'll move on here a little bit closer, but his name, praise the Lord, is so wonderful in so many ways. I'm going over here to uh, Luke chapter 24 with me, Luke 24. Praise God. Luke twenty four forty seven, And that repentance and remission of sins should be, should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. So here again we see the gift of his name, praise the Lord, and it would be that name that could be spoken that would change everything. Praise the Lord. That name that's spoken over you when you were baptized washed away our sins. That name, praise the Lord, that was spoken over many people and they were healed. They were healed. Praise the Lord. I prayed for a lady years ago. I've told this before, but I'll say it again for what it's worth. I prayed for a year, lady years ago who had a brain tumor and was paralyzed on her total left side. She was sitting in a wheelchair. Shane's Hospital, they wanted to shave her hair, all her head off, and begin again, go in and operate on this brain tumor. And she said, I've never had my hair cut. And she was a backslider. She never had my hair cut because I grew up Pentecostal. Would you allow me to go home and be prayed for before I have the surgery? 
They said, yes, but you've only got a few weeks to do it. You get home and do what you've got to do, and then you get on back here because you've got to do it. So she kept calling me, Brother Myers, come. My wife would say, Mrs. Register is, keeps calling for you to go by her house. She wants you to pray for her. I said, okay, okay, I will, I will. I was in and out going here and there and that, so forth. I said, all right, I will. I said, okay, today I'm going to go by there. I was a little bit indifferent about it because, but she was hurt. And when she came back, when I got there, she told me, and I saw her condition, arm by her side, left side, all paralyzed here in a wheelchair. And she says, Brother Myers, she says, I wonder if God would heal me. And I said, we'll pray and ask God to heal you. I laid hands on her and prayed for her a long time, prayed for her a long time. And we finally prayed, quit. And then I stopped and looked at her, and she was crying. And I said, Mrs. Register, if God heals you, will you serve him? I mean, quit this messing around and get down to business and serve him. Will you serve him? It just came all over me like this. I said, will you serve him? I wasn't wearing a suit and a tie. And I didn't look like a preacher. I was I just had some casual clothes on. I said, if God heals you, it was on a Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, too. I laid, I, when she started crying, I said, oh, yes, oh, yes. And she raised that one hand like this, everything. And I laid hands on her and started praying for her. And I felt the Holy Ghost go all through me. And she started talking in tongues. I started talking in tongues. The next thing I know, my hand went up like this. And I opened my eyes, and she was standing on her feet. It wasn't the Lord that lifted my hand. It was her head that had picked up my hand. And she had both her hands up in the air, and she was standing on both her feet and was praising and worshiping God and glorifying God and turning around and around and around and around. And I backed off and worshiped God for a few minutes, and I said, well, she'd got her healing. That's what she wanted, you know, everything. I got in my car and went on. That night, I got ready and went to church. When her husband came home, she had his meal cooked for him on the table waiting for him. And whenever he got there, he liked to fell out because he knew she was paralyzed on one side in a wheelchair. Wheelchair is pushed to one side. Folks, this really happened. And it can happen again. And it does happen. And it's going to happen. God's going to do things because those are gifts that God gives. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I feel God right now. Let's just worship him right now. Oh, Jesus. 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 God, you're the great God of heaven, Lord. Oh, Lord, nothing is too hard for you, Jesus. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you, Lord. We magnify your name. How great you are, how great you are, Lord. You're the mighty God, Lord, you never fail. Your ways are past finding out. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the God of heaven. Hallelujah, Lord. Jesus, thank you for all of your gifts that you give unto us, Lord, in so many ways. In so many ways. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I went to church that night and that lady drove her car to church. Praise the Lord. It was in church on a Wednesday night. Now I'm telling you folks, God's still in the Savior. He doesn't change. He's, there's no variable, variableness. All good gifts come down from the Father above and there's no variableness in Him. 
Praise the Lord. We just got to say, Jesus, we believe in you. We trust in you, God. And we're going to walk with you and serve you, Lord, and and, and so forth. I'm not going to get into all these other things here. I uh, uh, Acts chapter 4, 12. Look at this one very quickly here. I'm going to move on because I know my time is about gone. 412, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's no other name, folks. You can't be saved any other way but through Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, of course, gives those gifts. Praise the Lord. This is in Acts 412. Now, I'm not going to get into this because this is a, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, this whole chapter is all about spiritual gifts that God gives. Spiritual gifts. I'm talking about gifts here. And uh, there's, and of course, it talks about them. It says concerning spiritual gifts. And this is, uh, I think our general superintendent has even written a book on the, the spiritual gifts. There's nine that's mentioned in the book of, in the, in the book of, of uh, 1 Corinthians area. And uh, if, you, if you were to read there, uh, I think it's eight through eight through ten. It tells us what those nine gifts are. I won't get into details there. The gift of speaking in tongues, gift of interpretation. There's a gift of uh, of the prophecy. There's a gift of uh, of uh, wisdom. The gift, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the gift of healing, the gift of miracles. I won't get into all of them, but there's many gifts there. There's many nine of them that's mentioned all together, and that is a study within itself. Praise the Lord. But I want to just wrap this up here tonight by telling you here that the Lord, the greatest gift of all that we have, folks, is the gift of eternal life that the Lord has promised us that we would have after this life. Because when this life is all over with, we have something beyond here. And that is so great. Uh, You can have all the money in the world. You can buy anything in the world you want. You can even have be in good health and have all the wealth you want. But one day, you'll have to give it all up. As I mentioned, I think, last week when I said there's no brink truck in a funeral possession. When you go to your grave and you go to your place of rest, if, if you should go before Jesus comes back, he's coming back soon. And I believe God's going to do some mighty works in these last days before he comes back. But... The Lord, praise the Lord, said that he's going to give us eternal life. Let me read a couple of verses to you here, and we'll wrap up our Bible study here. And uh, look in uh, Romans chapter, and let me get to the right verse here. Romans 6, verse 23, 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, it's a gift of God. Hallelujah. And when you think about it, everything about the Lord is good. He so loved the world that he gave that we might be saved. He's given us his grace when we did not earn it, deserve it, didn't have a right to it. We were sometimes, you know, full of sins. But the Lord, not sometimes, we're all full of sin. And we come to God, and all of a sudden, the Lord, by his grace, reaches down, covers us. And through our faith and our acts of faith, then our great, that grace of God is applied. For the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. And then I'm going to read the very last verses in your notes there, here tonight. Praise the Lord. And that is in 1 John 5, 11. 
and I'm going to read 11 through 13. This is the record that God hath given unto us, eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Praise the Lord. And I want to say here again in closing that I especially have felt the presence of God here when I talked about healing just then. And I want to tell you today, folks, God's not through giving gifts of healings. I wonder if we could stand right now and just pray and say, Jesus, pour out your gifts upon us. Oh, Lord, move us, talk to us, lead us, direct us, God. Help us, Lord, to do what we need to do that we might be, Lord, receptive and be ready to receive your wonderful gifts of healing and miracles, whatever God wants to do. Lord Jesus, we glorify your wonderful name. God, you're a wonderful God. You're a wonderful Savior. You're the Prince of Peace. You're the comfort to the heart. Lord Jesus, you're able to touch the sick. Lord, you're able to do anything. There's nothing too hard for you to do, Lord. Oh, God, we magnify your name and we praise you, Jesus, and we glorify the name of the Lord. We ask you, Jesus, to pour out your spirit upon this congregation, upon this church upon this body of believers, Lord, not only here, but all over. Pour out your spirit, O God. Let your spirit, O Lord, be upon us. Lord, let your wonderful great works be magnified, Jesus. Let souls be saved. Let men and women come to this house, Lord, looking for a miracle and find you and your presence and your spirit and eternal life through the Holy Ghost. Jesus, we love you, God, and we believe in you. And we trust in you with all of our heart and soul. And we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said praise the Lord. Lord. God bless you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah.